Jade Robran. Welcome back to the program. It's seven minutes past two o'clock. Just been handed a message here. Premier Peter Malinowskis and Police Commissioner Grant Stevens will hold a press conference at around 2.45pm this afternoon in regards to a flood update. So we will obviously bring you all the latest when that, that comes to hand. Uh, and our guest in the studio now is Kimberly Williamson, Senior Operations Officer at the Water Delivery Department for Environment and Water, and Robert Charlton, South Australian SES Chief of Staff. Both guests are here to talk about the flood situation here in South Australia. And as I've been mentioning throughout the show, if you would like to join the program and ask any specific questions about your situation, please join the program, 8223 0000. Guys, thanks so much for coming in. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jane. Well, it's been a hectic couple of weeks and probably one that we didn't expect to happen. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think um, catchments have been pretty wet for a while now. Um, so, yeah, with the, the influx of rainfall, it was, yeah, definitely something was going to come. So what is the situation as we stand today? Yep, so um, river users would have noticed for a while now that obviously water levels are increasing on the Murray in South Australia. Um, today the flow at the border is around 116 gigalitres per day. Um, we're forecasting that in early December this will get at least to 175 gigalitres per day mm-hmm. uh, with a moderate possibility that could get to 200 gigalitres per day and a lesser possibility of 220 gigalitres per day. So when we're talking 175, how much water does that look like and, and how quickly is that coming in? It It's very hard <laughs> to visualise, I think. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. And we're hearing all these numbers and we're seeing the river and it, it really looks the most beautiful it's looked in in many, many months, if not years. Yeah. So to hear, oh, a bit of water's topping up, it is hard to fathom just ha- what this looks like and what it means for the future. Yeah, I think um, to give a bit of a comparison, normally at this time of year we get about six gigalitres a day. Okay. So it's quite an increase from what we normally get. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's what it lo- And we're talking early December. So if we're saying unlikely, I mean, what does that really mean? <laughs> that it's on, on a scale of one to ten, ten being likely, one being unlikely where, where do we sit on that scale well we'll know we know at least we're going to get to 175 mm-hmm. um the the difficult thing in forecasting is that all of the creeks and rivers that run into the murray in victoria and new south wales are still peaking so they've had these really big flow events and they haven't reached the top of their flow events yet mm-hmm. so until they peak and they re-enter or enter the murray that's when we can get a much better idea and start to hone down on that forecast and make it more precise. And so when do you think that could happen? Uh, hopefully in the coming weeks. We tend to watch places um, like the Wakul Junction in New South Wales. Um, I think that's just peaking at the moment. Mm-hmm. So as we go on from here and as the water gets closer to the border, um, we'll have a better idea of what's actually going to come. Can you explain to us all the the locks and i mean we've we've had experts on the show that explain to us well you know we're relying on queensland new south wales victoria well how does that all look how does it come down how do those locks work and then a lot of people are saying what's well, great news for paddocks and this and that how how does it all look and how does it work yeah so 
everything is pretty saturated at the moment. Mm-hmm. So normally if we've gone through a drought and then it rains a lot, a lot of the water will soak into the soil. Yeah. But because everything's been so wet for a long time, a lot of it will go out onto the floodplain and mm. then come back into the river. And that's why we're getting such large volumes through to South Australia. Also, all of the dams, um, the major dams where we hold water, like Hume and Dartmouth, um, they're all full and spilling. So we can't capture any water and hold it back to try and mitigate any flood peaks. So everything that's falling into the river is going to come to us. I think the floodplains is an interesting one, isn't it? Because there's always talk about the River Murray and getting all this excess flow, but there actually could be flooding caused by these floodplains. Yeah, so the water spreads out on the floodplains, um, which is fantastic for the environment. Um, all the vegetation gets a great drink, um, and it just depends what is on that floodplain. Mm. Um, yeah. We've got Dean on the line. He's called in from Flinders Park. Hi, Dean. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, people. Hi. My question, my question is that years ago we saw what happened to the River Murray with the, um, the drought that we had where the footings on the bridge to High Marsh Island were exposed. Now, they were in water and got exposed. The ones at Swanport across the river are in dry land at the moment and they're going to be exposed to quite an excessive amount of water. How secure are the footings? Yeah, I think that would be a fantastic question for um, Department of Transport. Um, in terms of down around the lower lakes, we can, we're confident that we can manage the water levels around 0.65 metres to one metre. Um, but that would have to be a specific question I would ask um, Department of Transport. Good. Do you guys have any idea as to is there anything to worry about or? Um, I don't specifically know uh, the answer to that one. Um, I'm not sure, Robert, if you. Look, I'd, certainly I'd say the same. It would be something we need to talk to, yeah. to the Department of Transport, but I can assure that they are looking at all of the uh, the risks to road networks and uh, mm-hmm. we'll uh, be monitoring that as much as possible. Dean, we'll see. Okay, what, thank you, Dean. We'll see what we can do from our end because, I mean, that is another reason why a lot of those roads and, I mean, power is being switched off because you just don't know. I mean, this amount of water and being sat in this amount of water for, you know, months upon end, you don't know what's going to remain safe. I mean, trees as well. Certainly that is a concern um, as the uh, the water will have an impact on some things just with the prolonged time period that it's going to be there. We're going to take a really short break. If you would like to talk about South Australia's current flood situation and talk about your specific situation and want some advice on on what to do, how to prepare, uh, what levels look like in your area, 8223 0000. Go Toyota certified pre-owned at North Point Toyota and enjoy the same feeling you get with a new Toyota. North Point Toyota certified pre-owned vehicles come with a 90-point safety check, carry a full-service history, and now an extra one-year warranty. North Point Toyota certified pre-owned vehicles are in a class of their own. It's the North Point way. Go Toyota certified pre-owned at North Point Toyota, Hillcrest Prospect, Port Augusta, or search northpointtoyota.com.au. And now, a Christmas carol from the team at Adelaide Exposed Concrete. Take your horse with bells of holly. Fa la 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 la. Okay, thank you. 
was different. How about another one? Yeah. No, I mean, we're out of time. Adelaide, exposed concrete, best on ground all year round. Great job, everyone. Gaza, time to down tools. Mate, TGIF. Yeah, nah, TGIBF. Oh, what, like best friends? Uh, Black Friday at Toolkit Depot. Oh, right, oh, yeah, we can do that too. Get epic Black Friday deals, like 20% off selected hand tools and power tool accessories and up to 50% off workwear. More deals in-store and online. Stock is limited, so get in quick. Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Do you live in a low reception area? A Telstra Go repeater can maximise your coverage, improving your call experience and giving you consistent data performance. And if you're a resident of the Mount Barker or Adelaide Hills Council areas, you may be eligible for a subsidy of up to $888 on your Telstra Go repeater, antenna and installation. To learn more, register your interest online or visit us at our Mount Barker or Adelaide CBD store. Plumbing to electrical and heating and cooling, no matter what size job you need, at Service Today the answer will always be yes we can. It's Service Today guaranteed or it's free. Can you fix the shower? Yes we can. Can you fix the power? Yes we can. Yes we can, is what we say at Service Today. Look out for our bright yellow trucks. We open our doors to people we trust and care about. And for over 85 years, South Australians have been opening their doors to Rest Haven. In turn, we've been opening doors to an easier, better life at home. From personal care to help with the shopping and social outings, you'll welcome the care that Rest Haven brings. 1395 Adelaide's 5AA. This is Jade Robran. Welcome back to Afternoons. I'm joined in studio by Kimberly Williamson, who is Senior Operations Officer at Water Delivery Department for Environment and Water, and also Robert Charlton, South Australian SES Chief of Staff. Uh, Robert, we'll get to you in just a few short moments, but Kimberly, it seems that everybody is relating water levels to a certain part in history, you know. Yep. The 74 floods or the 54 floods or what have you. So can I throw, if it sticks to 175, mm-hmm. what does that look like in terms of history and year of flood? Yep. So if I just go back, um, so today we're at 116 gigalitres per day. So that means today at the border we're higher than the flood that happened in 1993, 2011 and 2016. Mm-hmm. So we're higher than all of those. Um if we hit 175, um, we will be higher than the 1975 flood, which got to 165 right. um, gigalitres per day. And then going up, in mm-hmm. 1974, we had 182 gigs a day. 1974, okay. Yep. What if it hits that 200 to 210 gigalitres. Yep. So um, getting up to 200 in 1931, we had 210 gigalitres a day. Mm-hmm. And then the highest one above that was 1956, which reached 341 gigalitres a day. And we're not, we're not going to reach that. We're not seeing anything 
on the on the on the forecast yet okay. to get that high. Toes, fingers, no? everything crossed. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Um, uh, Robert, I want to talk to you now because there's a lot of homes, uh, a lot of businesses, a lot of shacks. What can people do pretty much starting from now? We've got, what do you reckon, Kimberly, a couple of weeks before yep. this comes in? So what should people be doing from today moving forward, knowing they've got a couple of weeks up their sleeves to get prepared? So people need to actually determine what the risk is for their properties so they can go on to the um, Department of Environment and Water, to the Water Connect or onto the SES website and have a look at some of the flood inundation maps mm -hmm. just to determine whether there is a risk to their properties or not. And then they can actually start to take some... Um, positive action towards preparing their property. So things like uh, removing any loose objects from outside, making sure that anything that is can be safely removed and, and stored up in a higher location or, you know, if it's at your shack, you know, bring it back to your main property if, it, if, it's, if it's not your uh, place of residence. They can look at uh, removing any glass and doors, um, windows in lower areas so the water can actually flow through if necessary rather than actually causing damage. Um, we have options where people can actually get sandbags and we've got uh, a number of collection points around uh, the River Murray area um, in the Riverland and down through to uh, Murray Bridge uh, that they can collect them there and it can also help prepare their property to try and keep some of the water out as best as possible. How do you place sandbags? So we recommend that in most cases people need between 10 to 20 sandbags uh, for an average size house, so to cover the doors, um, maybe some of the uh, air vents, um, put one in the toilet mm -hmm. um, just in case any water comes up through the drain and then floods your house from the inside, which is not something that you want no. by any means. Um, so obviously we're not necessarily advocating uh, building uh, walls um, to protect properties, uh, but we know in some cases uh, people are looking to do that. Uh, but generally we'd say about 10 to 20 uh, for an average house. And there is some information on the SES website uh, about how to uh, properly sandbag your home. We were talking just during the ad then, I mean, there's a lot of health and safety surrounding this as well as a lot of water coming in. Uh, septic tanks, there's a lot of those shacks on septic tanks. Probably pretty important to get those emptied because you're not wanting that floating around in the river. Definitely. Obviously, it's not something that anybody wants to see. Um, and um, as you mentioned, once you've emptied it, there is a risk that it can actually float away. So we encourage people to uh, fill it up with uh, clean water mm -hmm. um, just to weight it down, um, just to make sure that it doesn't uh, disappear. And don't go swimming. Well, obviously, um, at this point in time, we wouldn't say that it's unsafe to go into the water. Um, we want people to still enjoy the river and uh, as much as possible, but we do want people to uh, to be aware that there is the increased flow. That, you know, there's water where there normally isn't water, so there may be some submerged objects, things floating through the water. There's there's street signs. There's you know play equipment, all sorts of things under there. So people do need to be very safe uh, mm. in the water. We've got Roger in Happy Valley who's called in to ask a question. Hello, Roger. Yeah, good day, Jade. Um, yeah, my my question is, we're you know we're being encouraged to go and have a look at the uh, river because it looks so beautiful at the moment. But um, how, how accessible is it? You know, uh, to go. You know, are there any towns isolated at the moment, or you know, what what's that going to happen there? 
So certainly um, we may see some um, smaller communities uh, isolated, uh, Roger, and there is some good, really good information on the SAGov website. Um, so if you go along there, the Department of Transport have got links there about road closures. Uh, we yep. may see some of them coming into place uh, in the next week or so. And there's also some maps about uh, road closures projected at the various different uh, forecast flow what, rates. What, what, what about the ferries and stuff like that? Uh, any of them going to be out of commission or...? Uh, yes, we will also see some ferries um, close. Probably the first one is likely to be Wakery um, coming okay, up fairly right. soon. And that, again, is also all listed on the uh, SAGov website. What, what, what about around Manham and uh, Walker Flat? Uh, yes, I think there will also be some issues there um, with ferries. Um, That's not closed yet, though, is no, it, that one? No, there's none closed at this point mm. in time. Right, OK. Well, I'll have a look on the website anyway. Thanks, All Roger, right. very much. And it is, that's the thing, it is beautiful. I was down on the weekend, like I said, on Sunday, clearing out, out our little cabin, and gosh, it was stunning, the bird life. Wow, that was unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, and I feel for the businesses because they want people to come down, and it's that double-edged sword, isn't it, to look after your safety, but to still get down and support people in the areas. Uh, we've got a question here. Hi, Jade, please ask your guests if the flow projections for the Murray take into, into account the melt water from the recent snow coverage in the high country interstate. This won't melt or be in the river for a month or so. Yeah, so the forecasts only uh, look at what is currently in the river at the moment. So any rain that falls from kind of this moment on or any snow that's meant to melt, that will add to the forecast as it enters the river. Right, so we could be, we've really got to watch what's going on in Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland yep. over the next few weeks. Yeah. Do we know? Um, not not really, not until it actually gets in the river do we have a good idea mm. of what kind of flow, how it's going to impact the flow in the river. I've got another question here in regards to fish. This may be a fisheries thing, but I'll ask you, uh, what's being done to replenish and restock native fish species after this devastating flood? Because we are hearing about that black water, aren't we, a bit? Yeah, um, we have heard there's are, there are cases of black water in New South Wales and Victoria, and that's where the dissolved oxygen levels in the water fall. Um, the water turns very black, it gets very smelly, um, and it does cause a lot, of, can cause a lot of fish deaths. Um, we don't have any reports of that here in South Australia at the moment, um, but it is possible that it could flow down from interstate and come here as well. Um, but yeah, we'd have to talk with fisheries as to the exact actions that would be happening. What water levels can we expect in this upcoming week and how long do you think this will last for? really depends uh, water levels on your location. Uh, so we put out a weekly, we being the Department for Environment and Water, put out a weekly flow report mm -hmm. in that we provide estimated water levels for a flow volume. So if we think the flow is going to get to 180 gigalitres per day, we'll provide what we think the water level will be at that flow rate at various places along the river. Um, so if people are interested in that, they can find out on the DW website. And, Robert, if uh, river users, including those looking to visit, you know, river regions from metro areas, you know, what do they do to stay safe and, and what should they be on alert for to to keep themselves safe? Obviously, don't drive through flooded waters. We know that one. But what are some other ones they should look out for? 
So like we mentioned before, it's really about um, what the water levels are, are doing um, and the, the increased flow. So even if you are actually enjoying uh, using a boat on the water, just be aware that if you've got, got your tinny and you're putting it in, that it might actually move a little bit quicker than what you thought uh, and could actually uh, be a safety hazard there. Definitely be aware that there are things floating in the water, um, there's submerged objects, a lot of things that you can't see. Um, what might look like a lot of water and, you know, the depth is great, there might be something just under the surface that you need to be aware of and, uh, yeah, we need you to keep safe. We've got Silvano on the line. Hi, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello, go ahead. Yes. Um, my questions are that um, how is the 175 gigalitres measured and and where from that's a fantastic question um we do have a network of monitoring gauges um department for environment and water um we also work with sa water and the murray darling basin authority and these monitoring gauges are all throughout the system but there is a and, specific and is it accurate you know to the last gigalitre or you know is it just a guess bit of guesswork uh, it's all scientifically calibrated. I can't tell you the exact uh, error in the the measurement. However, there is uh, a measuring point just upstream of the border around Lake Victoria that measures how much water comes to South Australia. And is that daily or weekly? How long does it take to get that number? Yep, so we get that on a daily basis. Okay. Yeah. If people need help, how do they contact you? So if anyone does need SES assistance, they can call 132500 uh, anywhere in South Australia. Um, obviously, they can go to our website if they need information, mm -hmm. and we do have an information line. Um, if anyone needs to call that, um, that's 1800 362 361. But certainly for assistance, call 132500 or life-threatening, triple zero. And are you looking for volunteers during this period? Well, it's it's a really busy time for us, um, and certainly um, we're always keen to have more volunteers, um, particularly in in areas along the River Murray, but right across the state. And again, if people want to find out about that, they can have a look at our website um, and find out more about volunteering in the SES. Robert, it must be crazy. I mean, normally we'd be probably looking at fire plans right now, not flooding. Well, it's certainly a little bit different this year and, you know, right across the country, um, flooding has been a significant issue for Australia. Um, mm. And yes, you're right, it, normally we'll be looking at uh, a bit more of fire risk, um, which is still there, but uh, it's a little bit different this year. Kimberly, how long do you think this is going to last? Uh, the guy down at our shack said, look, you probably won't be able to put the boat in the water until maybe even Easter. Yeah, so we know that flows are going to be up for a very long time. Um, so we think that we'll be above 100 gigalitres per day, at least into February. Um, where What happens from then, we're not sure. If there's more rain in the upper states, it could last for longer. So it's likely there's going to be a significant amount of time where water levels will be high. When do you think we'll see that 175? So 175 is expected at the border around the first week of December. Okay. And yep. then it progressively moves down. I think, well, by the 22nd to the 30th of December, we think it will have reached places like Murray Bridge and downstream of Lock 1. Just in time for Christmas. Yes. Fabulous. Guys, thank you very much for coming in. Kimberly and Robert, uh, wealth of information there and uh, information that all of us are, are waiting desperately to find out and our thoughts of course are those that do have homes along the the riverbank there and as you were mentioning just pick up the phone the sandbags are there and there's meetings happening all the time in areas aren't there yes we've been holding quite a few community meetings and there's still more to come all the details are on our website
Beautiful. Thanks, guys. We'll be back soon. Thank you.